Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And so today we are going to talk about getting back to yourself. I mean, and let me talk a little bit. Explain. <laughs> I was like, that seems a little out of the way. Come on, let's, let's, let's go there. So, Tell us what it's about. So we all have those moments or those periods or phases in our lives where we look up in the mirror and we're like, who is this person? Yeah. Like we've lost ourselves and and I think it's so easy to do especially for women like women just I mean I think by nature we're just always like givers and mm -hmm. and we give out so much and 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 then we kind of sometimes don't leave room for ourselves and then I would even add even within our goals we get so caught up caught up like tunnel vision on what we're trying to achieve that we don't take the time stop smell the roses yep. and see if how we're doing okay it okay so you have got to tell the audience how we got to this conversation though <laughs> how <laughs> i'm like break it down break it down well i'm just saying though so i was literally in the delivery room <laughs> literally y'all this is having life i was supposed to be pushing we're not pushing at this point <laughs> but yeah so we had this you know heart-to-heart -heart moment we were playing this um this game called the and i think it started from this youtube series or this youtube creator group where they have people really thinking about like life's hard questions and so they have this game that i was gifted where you can just ask people these hard questions, right? That we don't talk about normally. Yeah. And so in that though, I don't remember what the exact question was, but Tashonda's question was something about like, what, well, I remember one of them was like, what is your ideal vacation? Yeah, yeah. And her partner and I were in the room. Now, now get this though. This is my partner and my sister. Like the We've two known her closest basically. people in my whole life. <laughs> We've known her basically her entire life, almost. Yes. Um, but we did not know the answer to that question. And I thought it was so obvious. I was like, <laughs> how did you guys know this? And so then we started talking and they were like, well, honestly, I've only been on vacation with you twice. Exactly. And yeah, and by the way, and so my partner was like, yeah, I've only been like twice. And the last one, you were real pregnant. And <laughs> you didn't do anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so I, like, that was like an aha moment, right? Like, right. like, dude, these are the people that I love the most in life. Like, mm -hmm. and they have no idea. And then I was like, so am I really like living me? Am, mm -hmm. am I living in a way that I, I am transparent, that the things that I enjoy are transparent, that the things that are important to me are transparent? Mm -hmm. And if, I guess the answer was no. <laughs> the answer is obviously no. Yeah. But I want to add to that what you're saying. Is it transparent? Like it becomes transparent because you're doing it, yep. right? Yep. And so I, the question that I had asked her in that moment, I was like, well, the last beach vacation, right? Her answer was beach. And like, she had this whole illustration yes, of it. No, so I love the ocean. So this is why it was so weird to me because every time I go on vacation, I like literally sit out in the ocean for hours and I just stare out to it because, okay, I'll, I'll share with you guys. But like, 
the ocean just reminds me of how huge the world is mm -hmm. and it's just the the staring out and the endless water you can just see that it goes on and on and on forever and so that reminds me that there's so much more out there and so i have this whole philosophy mm -hmm. and i'm like how don't you guys know this and the reason we don't know is because the last beach vacation i went on with our was in 2015 <laughs> yes seven yeah. years yeah. ago yeah. so and that was yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, so I was going to say, in, in, but in the last, I have gone on like three or four other ones, but one I went by myself with the kids and Dom. Mm -hmm. So you guys weren't there. And then one I went with Charles and one I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So I, I think it's easy to get mm -hmm. lost. But, but I think that what that showed is that there's a greater miss, right? Mm -hmm. That, that what we were saying earlier is that when you are living life, when mm -hmm. you're so focused on, your goals or your children or your partners or your career or or all those things mm -hmm. it's easy to lose you yeah that's so true that is so true i'm like and you forget you forget it's almost like you forget yourself yep i mean you've like deprioritized the things that fill you up right and it just gets lower and lower and lower and lower and lower on the list. And so would you say that you then stop filling yourself up in general? I mean, I would hope as humans you find other ways, but I think that it's more like, you know, a patch job. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's not filling you up in the way, right? In the fullness of another <laughs> way. And so, so let's talk about what happened after, after we had that conversation in the hospital. So the next, um, oh, I'm going to say the next thing that I remember, but I feel like there was one more thing in between. So the next thing I realized that I had already planned a vacation to <laughs> Puerto Rico in January. Yes, you did. Yes, I recall this now. And okay. I, I had booked it, right? Flights booked, the, the hotel is booked, but I had booked the hotel and I ordered a second bed in there because I was like, oh, I don't know. Somebody might want to come with me or whatever. But then it hit me. I was like, oh, let me invite Tashonda. I have a buddy <laughs> pass. I've already purchased the room. <sighs> Let me ask her. She since she wants these beach vacations in her life, and so we talked. And I was like, "Hey, you know, you should come. Like all expense. I mean, all expenses. I mean, you're gonna have to pay for some expenses, but you know, the bulk of the cost is already taken care of." Yeah. And her gut reaction was, "No, I can't. I have a newborn." <laughs> And so this is what we do, y'all. Like yes. this. And it was the sad part is, guys, it was literally like a few minutes later. Like <laughs> it was literally within days of that initial conversation yeah. and realization. And I was like, what? Like, this is literally what you so just th said. But then she had to go back to my partner. It was like, hey, did you hear what she just said? He was like, you're going. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy the things that that we that we rationalize in ourselves and yeah. like when we're when we're lost right for me though too it, it that was like just hearing you say it it was like i i i have naturally deprioritized myself over mm -hmm. so many other things like there are tons of things that i'd be like yes 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 but nothing mm -hmm. for me but in the same breath 
or in a recent episode, you're also saying how you have so much support that you could I leave. Do, I do. <laughs> so, so we so got to reconcile. Yes, yes. It's like what we tell ourselves and what we think versus the reality. Yeah. So like you. Well, could I go. also feel like I still do my own stuff better than other people do it. So that's another struggle. <laughs> that like, is. A yes, real I can leave my kids with my partner, but his watching is different from my watching. It is. <laughs> is you know, and, and so I, I think that a part of it is I struggle with that too, like mm. the quality of <laughs> what's gonna happen. But guess what? They're gonna be fine. They will, because I was fine and I was neglected. <laughs> exactly. I always tell her that. I'm like. If we made it out, okay, anything, anything that you can do. We are not telling you guys to abuse your children. We are not telling you to neglect your children. We're just saying, if you're being hard on yourself, you probably don't have to be so hard on yourself. Exactly. There are greater people who had less. <laughs> I can promise and guarantee you that. So, so yeah, so I, I, I think that that was a beautiful example. It's just illustrating the... <laughs> This idea, like, folding out right right before our eyes. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so what would I say? What would I say to y'all? I'm like, I think that I would, I would ask you to, like, look at your life right now. And, like, what, what is it that you are sacrificing, right? What are you saying yes to to say no to something else? Yeah. And yourself. You know, when you said that, I thought automatically too. So we, we, we worked on this and we haven't yet published it, but we worked on this um, kind of like this guidebook to life. And what we said was that you are the sum of all the things that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that what I'm hearing in this even is that you have to always calibrate that are are the things that I spend my time on really reflective of who I am and what I want, where I'm going and what I believe mm-hmm. and all those. And, and I think that you can't leave yourself out, mm-hmm. if you will, that, that you always have to calibrate. Like, like, am I doing all the things that I'm supposed to do? Your percentages <laughs> make mm-hmm. sense. Like how you spend your day. Does that make sense for all the things that you say you, who, that you say that you are, or that you say that you believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. We need to we need to expound upon that in the guide. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, and eventually publish it. But yes, <laughs> yes, we will. We absolutely will. It's a. I mean, it is a great guide. I, I often look. <laughs> 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 Only so, yeah. everyone else could see it. Yeah. So we'll get that out to y'all, so y'all can really, really dive in here. Um, and I guess I'll share something that I'm that I'm dealing with too right now is. Right, I'm, I mentioned that I'm really hyper-focused on, on my business, and I got an invitation this weekend to go to this, um, it's like a yoga retreat. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, like, I love yoga. Like, I used, used to go at least two, three, maybe four times a week, and for me, it is a spiritual practice as much as it is just like a wellness and health practice. Yeah. And so... You know, when I when I get hyper focused on a goal, like exercise is the first thing to usually go for me. <laughs> yes. Um, like it just gets deprioritized. It's really a mental hurdle to even start to do it, and then like I just don't feel like dealing with that mental hurdle. And so, reason I mean, so I had been out of the game for a few months, and recently I started back with my own yoga practice at home, which I in all the years that I've been doing yoga. 
which has been uh, at least 15 years, uh, maybe like 13, 14 years. Um, I never done my own yoga practice. Really? Never. Oh, wow. Okay. I never, I guess, trusted myself <laughs> with that. But I recently started doing this. Um, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it, right? And so I get this invite to this yoga retreat, and I'm like, my first instinct was to say, no. Why? Why? <laughs> I was like, I don't got tired of me going to all day yoga retreat on Saturday. I can do yoga in my living room. <laughs> right. I can do this by myself. We got podcast recording that day. Like, I could be doing some work. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't have time to do this. And so, um, but the, the person who invited me, I like, she's so cool. Like, I want to continue developing our relationship. So, ultimately, I decided to go for those reasons. And I was like, this yoga is going to be a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even that thought process is like not yeah. <laughs> centering self. And so like, I had to just check myself on, on this and even just sharing this with y'all right now. Like, in what ways are we tricking ourselves to like not value yeah. ourselves? You know, when I actually so... I work for a financial institution. I don't know if I can say the name or not, but uh, it was one where you started off part-time and then you wanted to work to become full-time. And the thing that reminded me of is there used to be a saying there is that um, you can't use the reason that you're doing this as the excuse as to why you're not doing it mm. to the extent. Mm. And so we would get people in who would say, I'm doing this for my kids. We need extra money. When they started mm. off, this is their gung ho. Mm. And then when, it would come become a late night. They'd say, I can't do this because I'm neglecting my kids. <laughs> and, and so it was like my mentor at the time, he was like, you cannot use that. You, ha you have to figure out what you're sold out for and, and know that that's your reason, that that can never be your excuse. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it's so funny that you said that because I think that that is a, a, a lot about what you what you've explained and what you've experienced right. is once we understand what's most important to us, we use those as our guiding principles of selecting what we will and we won't do. Mm. And we can't use those same things yeah. as a reason of, of not doing it. So that's right on point. Like the reason that I started a business is because I want to have freedom of my time. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason yeah. I'm saying no to this stuff because I don't have the time. <laughs> I'm like, it's so, I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, I need to process that a bit more, but I find that so fascinating. Yes. And like, people wow. do it all the time. Yeah. In, in almost every relationship that I had in that business, mm. I encountered that. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Everyone does it. Mm. That's deep. Yeah. I'm curious as to the, what the audience would say. Like, what's y'all's excuse? What would you say your excuse is about this beach vacation? My kids all the time. It's the kids. It's yeah. the kids. So you want to be well in yourself to be a better mom. To be more right? present. More present. And quite frankly, I'm not as present if I'm stressed out, if I'm sick, if I'm doing all those things. So I have to be well first. So, But you I, don't want to, quote unquote, do those things. Neglect to be them. Well. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. To be well. To yeah. leave them with the person that you had them <laughs> with, who's a completely capable human being. Yes. Yeah, capable, you know. <laughs> He just listened to this podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. So I'm wondering, are there any other ways in which you felt 
like you lost yourself any examples of times where you were able to come back to self that would be helpful for the audience yeah um oh my god there's so many (laughs) so okay so lost myself lost myself I've lost myself many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> me, too, me too. And I would say that it, it always came at the care of someone else. Mm. That mm. Uh, Yeah, you're very selfless. Yes, that selfless. I will do for others before I would do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done it over and over again. Mm. Um, and, and so those would be areas where I'd say... Where do you think that comes from? You ever heard of... Um, like the fact, like you could be doing good things, but they're not the right things. Mm, yeah. So I, I think I was kind of trained to to do good things, right? I'm using air quotes for you guys. That that there are so many good things that you should always do the good things that are available, mm-hmm. and I really took it to heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in that, I, I I wasn't trained to understand that there are things that are right for you that are right for the moment, that are right for the people around you, that are right for the people in need. Like sometimes it is a good thing to help people, but that's not what they need to get them through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that I have, uh, in the majority of my life, always forsaken myself to do the the good thing mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily the right thing. That's a great example that, that reminded me something of that what our church is currently dealing with. Yeah. So yep. we go to this church, um, Presbyterian church that's been around since 1800s. Yep. It has a long history of, you know, a lot, a lot of good, a lot of bad things, but you know, at different points throughout history, it was vibrant and, you know, had drama and like came back <laughs> But the state that it's in now is one of, I mean, I kind of want to say revival. Like they've had this, um, you know, a lot of members have, have passed on and the the congregation is aging. The population is decreasing. Is decreasing um, and it's pretty homogenous, um, the majority of the church. And so they find themselves and I'm like, they, we <laughs> find ourselves like, trying to do all of the same things that that they did as a church when it looked very different Uh right like when they were in their their younger years and there There were more of them there were 200 more people and there were kids and there (laughs) were right like things looked so different so they still want to do those good things right um but those are not all of those things are things that are <laughs> serving people because they're not able to do it with the right volume. They're not able to do it with the right heart or the right perspective. Yep. Right. And so to your example, like all of these quote unquote good things aren't actually doing good if they're not coming from the right place right like if you've lost yourself and now you're just doing these things to do them it doesn't have the same impact as if you were being more intentional and like doing it from an overflowing cup right and so so yeah I mean I thought that was a really good parallel example of you know people trying to do good things but the result actually 
isn't the good that you want to Well, I was going to say, it's not just the result either, but I mean, it's negatively impacting the who's supposed to be the giver, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and so <laughs> I think that that even makes it harder is it it's not good for the the giver mm-hmm. and it's not good for the receiver either but you do it in, in this name of, of doing <laughs> doing good in the name of goodness yes in the name of goodness but um so that's that's a wild concept to think of and so i guess i'm wondering from from you as a person who's more selfless like what would it look like to do good things from a different place, right? Like, I think you're always going to be doing good things. Like, that's just hardwired into you. But I guess I wonder, how do you do it from a full place rather than, like, a selfless yeah. place, so, you know? Yeah, so I have a couple of rules now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is I, I, ha- I have to admit that even in sometimes when I was doing good before, mm-hmm. there was a voice in my head that said I probably shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm more aware of that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I'm quicker to say no um, from from hearing from that voice. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be the first thing that I could think of. And then the other thing is I'm more aware of, of where I am and what I have and what I don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so like um, when I don't have it, I'm like, no. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have it. And, and it's not just that, like I used to say, I have it, but it was air for something else and I'm giving up something else. Mm-hmm. To me now, that's, yeah. I don't have it. Yeah, I don't have it because I don't have a plan for that. I am not disrupting my plan right. for that because I am now negatively impacting myself right. in order right. to give right. to you. Right. Um, so that's uh, another place. I, I think those are probably the, the biggest two places for me is it, it's, I have to be more in tune with what I need who I am mm-hmm. and what I believe before I'm willing to to do good air quotes right. um, that I, I wasn't as in control of before I think I also did it because I wanted to be liked mm-hmm. um, I, and, and not liked in, in I have a new friend but perceived as good if mm-hmm. you will Interesting. I, Interesting. I cared a lot about people seeing me as a good person mm-hmm. um and I don't know that I've ever expressed that to anyone, but it's always been something like something in my head. Like mm-hmm. if I do this, I'm a good person, right? If I do this, people will see me as a good person. Right. Um, and now I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I, seriously, I was having this conversation with my father and this is going to get real personal, but we were talking about relationships and family mm-hmm. and my, my father is getting on me. He's like, you don't call your family enough. And I'm like, the same family that doesn't call me? (laughs) Um, And he was like, you know, family's important. And he really believes that. And and I'm at a point in my life where I recognize that family is kind of who you make your family Mm -hmm. to some extent. That there are people who genuinely care for you, who exert a a certain amount of energy to check on you, to think about you, who, who will give you the time if, if necessary mm-hmm. and that's not always your blood relative and, and so I was expressing to him that hey um, and by the way I know my family started to listen now because he told my family about the podcast <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I was expressing to him that hey you know I have people who have been in my corner who have I, I told you the story about me going to Texas and my partner's sister 
took care of me. I was pregnant and she like cooked me meals and she let me sleep in her bed and she slept on the couch. And, and I was blown away by her action because I had never done anything for her my entire life. And I've known her for quite some time. Like, like, like when I say do something, I've been nice to her, but I've never given to her in that way. Um, but I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe I came to town and this woman who owes me absolutely nothing put herself aside and said, let me care for this person that I think that she needs it and I'm going to give that to her. And and in that action, I had a, a similar circumstance with a family member and they felt like I owed them and that I was supposed to do certain things in order to be treated well. And that for me was a mind blowing experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, and needless to say, that family that I had depended on I had done substantial things for Mm -hmm. um and when they didn't reciprocate that I was so devastated Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god not only did I think because we were family they would automatically do that Mm -hmm. not only did I think because I had done for them that they would do that not Mm -hmm. only did I think that because we were friends Mm -hmm. that they would care for me none of that was true Mm -hmm. um and, and so going back to that I was explaining that um I now understand that who I am comes from within Mm -hmm. what I believe and how I view myself should be based on how I feel about what I do and and what I know my motives are and and what my values are and what my goals are and what my mission is and and all of these things. And I don't necessarily look for the external validation that I used to look for. Um, And that's made a huge difference in my life. Quite Mm -hmm. frankly, I've been able to let go of things that I consider to be more of shackles on mm. me before. Like I was like, I have to do this. I have to, <laughs> I have to answer my dad's phone call. I have to spend time doing the things that he wants me to do. I have to do those things. And then I was like, wait a minute. Why, mm. why, mm. why do I feel this way? And what benefit has this had to my life? Mm. And when I sat down and I thought about it, I was like, it hasn't had a benefit. Mm. Yeah. I may be perceived as a good person. And by the way, those same people <laughs> who I wanted to perceive me as a good person, based on something, I'm putting it all out there, guys, based on something my sister said, they all think that I'm a horrible person anyway. And what my sister said isn't even true, but my sister never even had a conversation with me to know what's true and what's not true. Not, 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 not me, not, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, other my, sister. Yes, yeah, so, Just so, so I'm clear. saying that what I had to realize is that how people perceive you, right. there's so many external forces right. that could have that and you putting weight on yourself to please them, to be perceived a certain way, it's not adding any value at all because the wind can blow and that'll change. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even want to add much more to that, um, but I, I do want to tie it back to what we're talking about. This idea of losing self, like what are we losing ourselves to? Like, yeah. is it the perception to gain the perception of others? Right. Like what is the, cost of that though yeah and and how long can you endure it and so so yeah I think that was a fabulous example and I I mean I thank you for for sharing that and being vulnerable that's that is that's real it is and I hope that my family hears this But, and, and I, I do want to just add on to this for my family, by the way, I'm going to say this anyway, is I love, I love people. I love the people that I've always loved. 
but I have to love me more. And, and I acknowledge that because, and I was telling my father, I have so much more to live for. I'm not living for the people that were around me or my family anymore or that extended family, but I have children to live for. Mm -hmm. I have myself to live for. I have goals to live for. I have a legacy that I want to live for. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, I had to, in in my instance, figure out how to choose myself first. Mm -hmm. And it was necessary. Yeah, I think that's, you yeah this is deep because this is my you know i've known her my whole life but i i would always say that you are the nicest person that i know I yes tell, you've said that a billion times everybody <laughs> i know knows this you are the nicest person i know but what i'm also saying in that is that she's so nice i have to protect her because people will take advantage yeah and so there's this phrase or this concept of being nice versus being kind. And I think now you're a kind person. Yeah. <laughs> you do good things when, you know, when it's a good thing to do, right? Yeah. In a way that doesn't sacrifice yourself. But nice people do the things, quote unquote, good things when it's not good for them. Yeah. And so I think that that's really an, an important shift. And I'm, I'm really proud of you for that because you know, I know, I know your story a little bit, <laughs> so, so I, I know what it's taken for you to get here. And I'm just really proud of you. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately I feel better. Mm-hmm. I'm less burdened than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm actually living my life and not my life for everyone else. Yeah. That's deep. So on that note, <laughs> folks, <laughs> didn't mean to go that deep, but we did. But we. Did. I hope you guys can understand and can relate to my story, though, because I don't think it's an uncommon story. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think mo- many of us are are dealing with the same thing. You know, I'm not nice, <laughs> but I mean, I can relate in different ways, for sure. The approval of others has been something that I've struggled with for a long time as well. And so, so guys, un- until next time, we're going to continue this. <laughs> Can't even get it out, <laughs> Like, we're going to continue this conversation later. But until next time, I am your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shana Dixon. And we are Black Girl Fly. <laughs>